Hey Dave, what have you been watching this week? I've been to the cinema twice. Oh, without yeah. me? Well, with Kenny. Uh-huh. So me and Kenny went without you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish the listener could see your, your disappointed face. I did invite you to be fair on Friday, but you couldn't make it, could you? Yeah, I was out. I went to see... I've had a Washington family weekend. A Washington family weekend? Yeah, because I went to see The Creator on Friday. Oh, yes, yes. Which was really good, by the way. And then I went to see The Equalizer 3 on Sunday with his dad. Ah. So it's Denzel Washington's son as in The Creator? Yeah. He was in um, Tenant as well. Oh, my God, is that... Yeah, and the weird thing is, right, now you know that. Is it John David Washington, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. Now you know that. Next time you watch something with him in, whether it's like Tenant or when, if you go see the creator, just close your eyes because there's certain words and phrases and even sentences he says, and he sounds exactly like oh, his dad. And I... so I was laughing, to be honest. Like, the film's really good, but it was just bits where like he's shouting and stuff, and I was like... That's just that you. That is your dad. That's your dad. And then on Sunday, I went to see his dad. (laughs) That is mad. I did not get onto that at all. Yeah. Well, I've had a few days on my own because Jackie's been in Spain. I've literally fell down the rabbit hole of Friends. Oh, what series? Well, I went on to Netflix and it was it was just on um, right at the start of season three. So I've hammered season three, four, five, and six. (laughs) And a bit through seven because it's one of the things I can just have on. I don't have to give it me full attention. Like I can get up and go to the kitchen, grab yeah, something, and come back. You've seen that many yeah, times. Yeah. But like obviously, I think season four, five, and six are they are at, at the absolute peak. Everything is just perfect. I never liked the Ross and Rachel relationship. Everyone seems to go on about friends. They've been only actually together for one series, most of season two. The best storyline is when you weren't together. And I was reading this really amazing article by this writer about it. And and she said something, and I completely agreed with this. But when it came, in the, I think it was the last season, the season before, they made the storyline where Joey and Rachel looked like they were getting together. And everyone was just like so against it. It was like, oh, this is awful. This is... And this writer absolutely nailed every point why those two were better suited as a couple. And when I've gone back and watching this time, they are so better suited as a couple. Yeah, I think it would have worked. Joey, Joey and Rachel, all day long, I think they were absolutely perfect for each other. And also, Ross was really not a nice person when he was with Rachel. If you go back and watch, I know it's all done for laughs, but he was insanely jealous. Mm. And he, he was horrible. He was like it was. It was really. He's strange. a very up and down character. I I think he's like. I don't think he's everyone, anyone's favorite. I wouldn't say. But, but David Schwimmer's amazing, isn't he? In it, but like, having said the that, itself. some of the best moments in Friends, like the the pivot, yeah, <laughs> the pasty pants <laughs> and the white teeth, are all David Schwimmer. The suntan. Oh my god. Yeah. No. He. he I think he is brilliant. Yeah. But you're right about Ross. I think there's there's times where oh. Ross isn't isn't the best character. No, but th- like I said, this article I remember reading by this 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 writer absolutely nailed why they would Joey and Rachel were a better couple. And then 
then he just flipped at the end and Ross and Rachel got back together again. I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't really... Sort of give the audience what they wanted, yeah, didn't they? Well, yeah. I remember watching Friends, listener, this is how old me and Liam are, on a stereo with a built-in TV. Oh! Built-in black and white TV. Because it was used to be on Channel 4, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was that was how I watched one of the episodes. Well, a couple, a few of the episodes. It was big thing when it was every episode. It was as big as Cheers and Frasier and all the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. It was a big American series, wasn't it? And it still stands today. Like, and what I love, all the performers are so comfortable in their characters that there's loads of little room for manoeuvre for little jokes and looks you now in between the script. Mm. That there's a really good bit which completely was just ad-libbed by Matt LeBlanc, where you were going through the... It was the the episode where Rachel made the trifle with the yeah. beef, which is a great... <laughs> and as she's looking at the, the, the recipe book, was stuck together. She went, all those pages were stuck, and Jerry just turned to John, Chandler! How <laughs> <laughs> was that improvised? completely was ad-libbed, but the whole set just reacted right. perfectly to it. And it was... Um, there's, there's definitely a scene with Giovanni Babisi. There was Phoebe's brother yeah, where yeah. he comes out. I think it's when he just had the baby and he, he screams something like Chandler's a girl or something. If you watch it again, if you look at Jennifer Aniston, she is laughing for real. That's yeah. not like yeah, acting. Yeah. She is really laughing. But I think live audience especially is like... It just gives a real tempo and electricity that's just not there in in, in other types of comedies. But yeah, so literally, I've had about four days of You're friends. desperate for friends, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Watch It If You Can. My name is Liam. My name is Dave. This podcast is all about box sets we've created of our favourite films and TV shows. Some you've seen, some you haven't, and others you may never want to watch. However, we can say if you never watch cartoons on a Saturday morning, you probably had more friends than me and Dave. All we want to do is chat on about these films and TV shows that we love so dearly, and maybe, just maybe, you should watch it if you can. I'm alright, not too bad. It is the last of the current book set. I can't believe I know. And we've actually bookended it really well with the first one. So the theme this week, Dave, is It's mini series. And your choice is State of Play. Oh, let's go. State of Play is a BBC drama series written by Paul Abbott and directed by David Yates and came out in 2003. The story is, while investigating the murder of a 15-year-old teenager, reporters find a connection with the death of a young researcher for an MP. And as they delve deeper, they uncover not only a connection between the deaths, but a conspiracy with links to the oil industry and corruption within high-ranking British government ministers. It centres mainly on the relationship between the leading journalist, Cal McCaffrey, and an old friend of his, Stephen Collins, who is a Member of Parliament. And when I mentioned just then that it's bookended, because obviously what I'm referring to is we started box set four off with my miniseries, which is Our Friends in the North. And have you noticed both these miniseries are absolutely 
our themes to the T. Our Friends in North was about that group of friends mm-hmm. who grew up. This one is all about the search for truth. Is that my theme, is That's it? That's your memory. There's always your your theme was always the search for truth or finding that. that well, it was always quest. making the decision, wasn't it? Yeah, there was it? a decision which yeah. which all plays into into play. Oh, and this is the same again. Yeah, yeah, because when we did box set one, you you pulled me up didn't you, and said, "I've been noticed." Like the films you've picked, there's a wooden theme. But I, I generally, for this box set, didn't get on to the fact that it sort of continued. And Well, both our miniseries were, were our themes to a T, which I think that's how it book-ended really well. But yeah. So, all right then, Dave. So, there's loads of BBC ITV dramas. I know you love your British dramas. What made you pick State Play? I mean, I love any mini-series, to be honest, but when we were talking about having themes for this box set and we said mini-series, this was the first one I thought of. It's been a few years since I've seen it, but it's got some of my favourite actors in it. Yeah. It's a good story. Yeah. Great performances from those actors. I think it's always been in the top half of those memorable mini-series for me. It's directed by David Yates, who was actually born in St. Helens. Interesting. He's best known for directing the final four films of the Harry Potter series. Oh, I didn't know that. And the three films of the prequel series, The Fantastic Beasts. Excellent. And he directed five episodes of The Bill. Well, what can you say about that? Got to start somewhere. Uh, Apparently his parents died when he was really young and he was raised in Rainhill. Ah. Interesting. And he was inspired to start a film career after watching Jaws. Interesting. So I like him already. I didn't realise, like, I didn't really look into much about David Yates. Didn't realise from St. Helens. Like, a lot of the cast are, there's a big northern contingent in the cast full yeah. stop, which I'm sure we'll go into. One of the things that I loved when I rewatched it again this week, and I had seen this, and it must be at least 10 years since I watched it. I didn't watch it when it first came mm. out, but it was a couple of years later. I've got a feeling I was living down in London at the time. I don't know why when something just pops up, is how good the writing is. Well, that was my question to you, which is, did you enjoy it? Because it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I remember I liked it. And that was what I was kind of concerned, because I was, I was thinking, are you going to watch this and maybe not like it? So, But you do like it and you like I, the writing then. I, do you know what? I loved it the first time I watched it. And I loved it this time I watched it. But for slightly different reasons, I think. I don't know if we'd, A, we're just being a little bit critical, B, we're just a bit older, which we mm. mentioned before. I did seem to remember things I liked about it last time I didn't quite like about this time. I think I'll bring that up in the little questions yeah. later. I just think the writing's incredible, and what what I love about it is it's not a standard whodunit type story where it just like goes from A to B to C. It's that sort of dropping of the pieces of jigsaw and one by one they sort of start to fit and you start to form a picture and then you think you've got an idea mm. what it is and another piece drops in and goes oh it's completely it's absolutely incredible piece of writing and, and, and i think the fact that it's a mini series allows you to do that yes doesn't it over six episodes as opposed to a two-hour yeah kind of movie the only question i'm going to ask you here is who are the good guys in state play who are the good guys? Yeah. I don't think there is any because it's all, it's all very grey, isn't it? Yeah. I think that, I think we'll probably come to who the good guys is maybe when we talk about favourite character. Yeah. But in terms of the overall thing, it's a mix, isn't it? Because you know it's that young girl obviously has died, isn't it? The young yeah. lad that's died, 
are they being exploited by the stories that are in the newspapers? Yeah. Did the government deserve everything it gets in, in the series? Yeah, so they're not the good guys. The old company certainly isn't the good guys. It's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, I understand. I understand. So, you know, if, if listen, if you've never seen it, the, the story unfolds, doesn't it? Mm. We, we sort of find out the killer of the of the young girl and we find out who killed the young lad as well. And we find out kind of who sort of pay for those kind of killings as well. It's tough, isn't it? Because the, you understand the newspaper's got to print the story. Yeah. But you've got to think of the families of those people because that poor girl's got family and they're going to find out she was involved in a conspiracy and doing things for money. And See, watching it this time round, okay, I'm going to mention this point. I did, yeah, I've, yeah. Like, I've got it later on, but I think it's it's, it's good time. Is I really loved Cal's character when I first watched it like 10 years ago. Mm. Like He's the reporter. He's like, no, he's ev- cool, everything's he? about I'm going to do this. But watching it this time round, I thought he was an absolute sanctimonious <laughs> arsehole. And sleeps with his friend's best uh, and best friend's wife. Most of the reporters, they were all, they were all, okay, Della was a nice person, but they were still like... They're ruthless. The, the way they dealt with Foy, Mark Warren's character, mm-hmm. they absolutely destroyed him. And yeah, like yeah. absolutely broke him. And they were awful. They like, And that's the bit it was... So you talk about individually, there's no good guys as opposed to like the, the main well, institutions that are involved. Yeah, institutionally-wise, they, what it is, what is a little bit weird is I come around, come out of it watching this time around thinking, actually, the coppers were the ones who came up the best in it when I rewatched it again, if I'm honest. Yeah, I think so. I think we'll probably touch yeah. on the characters, but yeah, I think... I mean, there's not a massive police presence. This isn't a police drama, yeah, yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The police are kind of... On the outside, really, Definitely, aren't they? The yeah. police are sort of getting drip-fed information yeah. from the from the papers. So you're probably right in terms of who's the good guys. It's probably the police, but they're not one of the main themes of the of the show, really. But they are the only ones that come off yeah. with any credit, really. So but saying that, the um, we're, we're probably wrong there because the 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 guy who did the killings, the police killed him. Before yeah. they had the chance, so even the yeah. police actually do. Come. <laughs> There's a scene where the police, the police don't come off the best either. So no, no one. Yeah, the answer is no, no one. No, no, no good <laughs> guy in this show. Yeah. There's no one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's a massive cast, Dave. Come on, who's in this, and what else have you been in? Right, I don't know where to start here. We've got too many. We could we could spend the whole episode talking just about the cast. So I'm going to ream through. A few main ones, and I will do some honourable mentions. So David Morrissey plays the MP in this. Stephen Collins, who's just from down the road in Notty Ash. He passed me once in town. Really, He's really tall. He is tall, yeah. yeah. And I didn't have the balls to stop him and say hello. I just give him the nod, and he knew the nod was I know yeah. you. It was one of them. But he oh. did pass me on the North John. He's, He's a brilliant actor. But I could see him coming down from about like hundred foot away, and I was like, "That's David Morrissey." And I was yeah. like, "To say hello." And then I got to him and just went, mm, nod. <laughs> but he's really, like, he's a big bloke. I mean, I know I'm only little, like, but he is, he's really, he's probably taller than you, you know. Yeah, I don't like him, no. <laughs> but <laughs> the things I recommend, then, to watch him in, um, Sherwood, which was on recently. Yes. Really good. BBC, seven episodes inspired by real-life murders. He played the governor in The Walking Dead. Ah, that's what I've got on he's my in list. 20 episodes of that. He's so good in that. Yeah. In fact, he's he's horrific in it. Like he was the big baddie before Negan. Negan wasn't he? he? Was it was 
everyone was like, oh, the governor. He was, oh, yeah. Apparently worse in the comics. Yes. Uh, Thorn, did you ever watch that? It's on Sky One. No. That's a really good series, um, like a detective-type series that's worth watching. There's only two series of it. It's never been back. I don't know why. So my favourite thing he's in was the Doctor Who Christmas episode. Have you not seen that one no. with David Tennant? So it starts off where you think he's the Doctor. So David Tennant turns up and bumps into Dave Morrissey, but Dave Morrissey's got you know, a sonic screwdriver and he's calling himself the Doctor. And it it felt like it was setting it up that he was going to be okay. a future Doctor, and it's not. Like, there's a whole story as to why he's not. But I was, I was gutted at the end when it turned out he's not going to be the Doctor, because I think he'd make a brilliant Doctor Who. But one thing I noticed, and I've never seen this, there was something called Field of Blood. It's a four-parter with him and Peter Capaldi. Oh, no. So I'm going to be checking that one out. John Sim. I don't know where to start with John Sim. There's too much. Yeah. Um, he plays Carl McCaffrey. So a couple of things that he's been in then. He's currently starring in Grace on ITV. Do you watch that now? That's a really good detective yeah. series. Brilliant in Doctor Who as well. Yeah, he plays the master. Yeah, he's... See, I do, I do... I remember... I did watch a couple of episodes around the David Tennant mm. era, but yeah. Well, he's, he's in seven episodes. He's in a series called Mad Dogs, which will probably touch upon yeah. as well. Uh, Life on Mars, obviously. Yeah. Life on Mars was only 16 episodes, It you know? was, yeah. It's crazy, that, isn't uh. it? Human Traffic, 1999, 24-hour party people in 2002... And just because I love it, he was in an episode of Spaced as well. He was, yes. Kelly MacDonald is Della Smith. She's in Line of Duty. She was Diane in Train Spotting. She was. Which is probably most famous for Boardwalk Empire and Brave. That's what I've got, yeah. Yeah. She's had a fantastic career. There's too many. It's she, the same. Yeah, really, really strong performer. Mm. We could spend half an hour just talking about yeah, them yeah. three. Bill Nye. <laughs> Where do you start Bill Nye? We? I know, again, he's in all the Edgar Wright Cornetto trilogy movies. He's been in an episode of Doctor Who as well. Yeah. Played Davy Jones in Dead yeah. Man's Chest. He's in Love Actually. But the one I do want to see, which I haven't seen, is Living. That's on my list because we watched it recently. Is it good? Re- it's a very subtle film. It got five stars in Empire. It's really, not... really, he is amazing. Isn't yeah, I've not He's seen really that one. Good, yeah. Have you got any recommendations for No Living? That's what is I that had. That's the one. That's one, yeah. So Philip Glenister, not the biggest part in this, but. He's one of my favourite actors, though. He plays DCI William Bell, most famous for Life on Mars with John Ashes, Sim. Yeah. yeah, Ashes to Ashes is Gene Hunt. He's in Mad Dogs with John Sim. Yeah. The one I'm going to recommend for you, because you probably haven't seen it, Steel Town Murders, which was on this year. No. Four episodes based on real events. That's definitely worth a watch. Did you have a Philip Glenister recommendation? It was Ashes to Ashes and Life of Mars. That yeah. just made him a massive star. It was like, fire up the quattro. So, <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. I need to go back. You know, I did watch yeah. Life of Mars not too long ago and then and then went straight into Ashes to Ashes, but I need to watch them again. Did you ever hear about the American Life on Mars? No. So Harvey Keitel played the, the Gene Hunt role, but the way it was different from our one is the way it ended is they were all astronauts on a spaceship. So they were all just in deep sleep as opposed to what happened in our one. I don't want to spoil our one. Yeah, see, but that's yeah, bonkers. It was, that was what it was, the story. Interesting. Instead. Interesting. So I'm going to reel through a few more people then. Amelia Bowmore played Helen Prager. She's in Happy Valley. She played Sonia in I Am, um, Sonia in I'm Alan Partridge. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, she's also in Ashes to Ashes. She plays yeah. She plays the mum. Benedict Wong is Peter Cheng in it. He's in Doctor Strange and the IT crowd countdown. 
episodes. He is. He's also in a couple of early series of Top Boy as well. Oh, is he really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I think he's a great actor, isn't he? Brilliant. James McAvoy is in this. He plays Dan Foster. We know him from X-Men First Class, Band of Brothers. Yes. Which we've done a podcast about. He was in Split. But the one I've picked out, which I haven't seen yet, it's an Amazon one called Sun, where apparently he doesn't have lines. So all the other actors know what's going on. And I think he has a vague outline of the story. But all his lines are improvised. So he basically goes along with everything Mm. that's happening. Um, so the story's a bit like Kirby Enthusiasm where I think yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. the you know the sort of bullet points about the scene is but he's the only one that doesn't have any actual lines but it looks good Mark Warren is Dominic Foy also in the Doctor Who yep. episode also in Mad Dogs yes with the other two also in Band of Brothers <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he's in uh, Wanted with Angelina Jolie which is a good film worth checking out he's a great actor actually and then I'm one. just going to mention one more but there's probably about another five we could have mentioned so apologies if you're in this series and we don't mention you we just don't have time Polly Walker plays Anne Collins who is Stephen Collins' wife she apparently was in Rome which I haven't seen no no that... Patriot Games I've seen and Bridgerton Oh, that's what I've got on my list. You watch Bridgerton. I absolutely yeah. love it. It wasn't my choice to watch Bridgerton because me and Jackie, when we normally watch things, is why I pick it. I pick, she picked Bridgerton. I was like, she's amazing. Isn't is she good? She's, yeah. She is the star. She's the standout performer. She's brilliant. She's she's from Warrington as well. She's only down the road. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Did you have anyone else? Did I miss anyone? I we, had. We should mention. One thing I did mention, um, was mentioned is it before, virtually all of the ones you've mentioned mm. so far have all had a part in the BBC drama Clocking Off. If you remember Clocking Off, it was based... It was a series in BBC. It was a couple of series. Factory in Manchester, but every series was almost a new cast. It was almost like a right. different story. They've all actually been in that Clocking Off. What else I've already got on here as well is the the other young reporter, Sid, the one who did all the transcribing. I nearly put him down. So he did a film... Mank with Gary Oldman, but he played Orson Welles. Oh, in a right. in a throwback to what's the, his name? His name is Tom Burke. Right. And speaking of Transformers, Link, the guy who played Di Stewart Brown, which is Rory McCann, who obviously we all know as Hound from Game of Thrones, he's only in the one episode, in, isn't he? Now he voices Megatron. In the new series of Transformers, Earthspark, oh, really? which is on Paramount. And also the guy who who voices Prime is Alan Tuddock from yeah, yeah. Serenity. And also Danny Pudi voices Bumblebee. <laughs> so I was like, it was like a link. it was a link to all our box sets almost. So I was like, I was quite interesting. But yeah, no, they're the ones I picked out. Absolutely phenomenal cast. Mm. And again, this is what I said, there's a lot of similarities with our friends in the north in couple of the same themes. You've got that bit of north-south divide thing going on. You've got the political corruptions in there. You've got that amazing cast in both these miniseries. And I think that's what's great about a miniseries is actors look at that script and thought, I want to be in that. Oh, God, definitely, It's, yeah. like, it, it's like, I feel like they don't have a problem when you were casting that. It's like, they were literally, all those actors queued up, mm. going, I want, I want to, just give me a part in this, give me a part in this. Absolutely brilliant. Okay, so... <laughs> House of all that cast, Dave, you've got a hell of a one to pick. <laughs> so, who is your best actor, performance, favourite character? So, I think 
Dave Morrison and John Sim are both great in it. They are really they good, are, yeah. They are the leads, whether, like, we've got different opinions on how the, the characters and are now to then. Do you, hold the your, do you hold your attention mm. the whole, whole way through? But I've gone with Bill Nye. Yeah, same here. Yeah. I, knew, I knew we'd both give it, because it's just... It's a performance. He's just great in everything, to be yeah. honest. I mean, the bit when he says about taking them all the pub. Yeah, that just had me absolutely laughing. In like a serious drama, yeah. that was like one of the mo- one of the the only comic relief moments. I think. I think it all hinges on his character as well. When we were talking about when you asked that question of who's good and who's bad, really, it's him because he gets warned off to in that story, doesn't he? Yeah, you know, he's sort of taken in a room That's and told you're going to go. Points I've got yeah. is I had him. He was the one with the most integrity. Ironically, the editor of a of a newspaper you think <laughs> doesn't have integrity because he was really upset when Cal was sleeping with the wife, and mm. then when his son, which is James McAvoy, had slept with his tutor, we got, and then when he found out that Sid was sleeping with <laughs> and he made that comment, "Is anyone not sleeping with the sauce anymore?" <laughs> but the whole way through, but didn't he sort of do that in a? I've done it type of way. That's how I it come across to me. Though he sort of said that in a in a. I don't know. I didn't pick up yeah, on that. I'm I, I felt like he said that in a, like, I've done it, as well. It sort of as there was a smirk to it. I thought, but, but putting putting that, them adverts in the paper where it was like we can't print this yeah. story because, you know, they're stopping us from doing it. Ask your MP. That was a brave thing to yeah. do, and obviously as well, he does purposely fire. Cal's character so he can be freelance yes and then he's not under contract to the paper which so I the think story was a genius knows, movie because yeah. he knew what was coming I Definitely. think he he's always a step ahead of everyone yeah, everyone absolutely amazing performance and, and I think he had the character of the most integrity because he literally sacrificed himself at the end for the story because mm-hmm. he, that's what was important he was that old school editor is, it's the story that's important you've got to get the story but even the little lines like when the other editor comes in to take his place and he's sort of saying to her like he's going to take the story to the telegraph and I'm going to go there as well and he says something like unless you've got a really good pension I'd suggest you come with me is it to say like you're going to lose your job yeah. here you need to do something I think he's the best his favourite character and favourite performance in the, yeah, in the exactly. series yeah. and I think it was at that point where he was just on a roll at that time, Bill Nighy, because I don't really know much about Bill, Bill Nighy like 10 years before, if that makes sense, because he was he was already, what, in his 50s, 60s maybe already by the time he did I that. mean, if, if you go on IMDb, he'd be in absolutely loads. Yeah. But the, the the main ones now he's in, he's just the best thing in them, yeah. I think. Yeah. All right then, Dave. So, out of the six episodes, and they're all like an hour long, mm-hmm. What about your favourite scene or moment? I'm going to be honest, I really struggled with this question. In what way? Actually trying to pick a moment that I liked. Right, okay. And I don't know why. I just really struggled. So I did, I struggled because it's it's very fast paced. Yes. And there's, there's scenes that are maybe only two or three minutes and there's very few scenes that are maybe over ten yeah. minutes already. Yeah. There's a few. I did pick some up. Once I actually sat down and thought, I need to I need to write these out. I did pick some out. And you're going to like my favourite one, to be honest. But I think the scene with Sean Gilder, who's an actor that we didn't mention, he plays the cop, Chewy. Yeah. The scene in the hotel where he's chasing the the, the killer. 
that was really good when he when the killer shoots through the door and he thinks he's he's dead and he jumps up and well, chases him. That was the one moment. Was that, that the one? <laughs> that was a really tense. No, it was. Oh, yeah. it was brilliant and it was really tense amazing moment. acting as well. The whole the whole scene of build up is really yeah. well done. Yeah. Yeah, I feel bad now because we didn't mention Sean Gilder, but <laughs> I am going to talk a little bit more later about that character. I like the scene with Morrissey passing down the notes to the other MP yes, in Parliament. Was, yes. You know, because the, the guy thinks he's getting good news and he's obviously telling to F off, basically, isn't he? I thought the interrogation scene with Dominic Foy um, and Stephen Collins is in the next room and he's feeding yeah. in the questions um, finds out, obviously, that the girl was pregnant as well. That was, yes, that was that, good I mean, move. that's a really good scene. But my favourite scene... And actually, I think it's the best actor in the whole series now. Even better, maybe, than Bill Nye's performance. When Stephen Collins is on the train and they announce that it's going to be delayed and they say, because there's a body on the track, the guy just behind him pulls a face like, oh, fuss. <laughs> He's like, oh, no. Um, yeah, you're <laughs> There's right, no I'm... concern for the fact that... The... And it's the most British reaction to a tragedy... It's perfect. It's so weird because when I first went to London, I was shocked how brutally aware there's a body on the line. I was like, oh, that's exactly what he does. And it's so, I don't know if it's a normal, (laughs) but I was like, oh my God. But they knew it's so weird within six months of living, Danny. Like, for God's sake, just pick him up and get rid of him. It's like, I'm going to be late by three minutes or something. It was the most, like, yeah, truthful moment in that whole thing. He's yeah. just like, oh no. But he doesn't even speak. You can just see it in his yeah, face. He's like, oh no. Yeah, that's a great show. <laughs> that was my favourite moment. What about. I think it's going to be quite a quick answer to this one. What about music? Yeah, there's not a lot of real no, sort of songs in it's it. Just it's, a lot of like, it's, there's a lot of tense music. Yeah, and the, yeah. the music, I think, fits with the series. It's, you know, it's very well done, but in terms of. There's no, like, actual. Songs, not even in the background. I like got that, a so. feeling they probably blew all the budget on cast. BBC's usually pretty good at getting, yeah, a, yeah, getting I, a decent soundtrack. That's what makes me think, actually, they were like, do you know what? We'll we just don't get, need this. We'll just get some guy on the keyboard in a room just to make some noise. Well, he does just, a good job. Yeah, yeah, he does. It works. <laughs> it works. It works. Yeah. Yeah, no, it certainly no... doesn't miss having like chart songs or whatever. None of that's missing. There are a few little bits, good now to think about it, because Anne Collins owns the record store, and there's the bit where here and Cal were talking about, he was playing the, the Oh, the, the, the intro. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but yeah, yeah. Then you get like 10 seconds yeah. of the song, don't you? All right then, Dave. So, what would you change or make different? Oh, so, there's play? one scene here. Okay. Which had me absolutely livid. There's a scene where John Sim goes to a vending machine, and he buys these crisps for this doctor... And she doesn't want them, and he just bins them. <laughs> yes, I remember. I was like, "Well, just at least take them, mate." Absolutely, few. That's yeah. That's, that's just put them in your pocket and have them later. Good crisps as well. They were they? like Max ones or whatever yeah, they're called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got them from a vendor machine, so they're not cheap. Yeah, he's overpaid. He's, he's overpaid. overpaid. Yeah. He just looks at them, and throws them in the bin, and I was like, "So now I don't like Carl McCaffrey, actually." Yeah, <laughs> just because of that. But no, the, my serious answer though is as good as the two actors are. I didn't think you needed two police officers. I don't think you needed Chewie and William Bell. I think you could have combined that into one character and give them all them good scenes. So yeah. that scene in the hotel and the interrogation scenes. And again, this is nothing to do with the performances. They're both great, but I think that could have been one really good character. That would have been the best character. Do you, do you- all them. 
exciting bits, basically. You just reminded me, it was a weird bit right at the end of, I think, episode one or two. And it's the first time we see um, Glenister character mm. and he stands there, but it's after the cop's been shot and he's staring at Della. And then the policewoman just walks over and holds the brolly over him. <laughs> and it's such a <laughs> random bit. And I was like, I was watching it, I was like... Uh, and then it starts on the exact same bit on the next yeah. episode so you see it again she, he's just standing there staring at her giving right. her the daggers going like, I, going I know you know something I'm coming for you <laughs> and he's giving it all mean and the next this little police woman just comes over an umbrella and hang, stands over him yeah. and I'm like it sort of takes a bit of tension out of this it's, it's really there's bizarre. nothing wrong like say that the performances are both good and the characters are absolutely fine I know he's in but wood. I think you could have had one really interesting policeman who did all them scenes you could well, have done that uh, the the bit I got like looking back, I felt like it was a bit of a loose end. Was at the bit where the assassin character mm. does get shot by the police. Glenister and Chewy character was like, "Who gave him the order?" It was sort of making out. It was a, like a sort of the police were involved in it. Yeah, but it wasn't. It was just incompetency. I'm guessing. Or, uh, oh, I but, don't know. They seem to all jump in the van pretty quickly. Well, and that's go what I mean. Away. But it was never sort of. Resolved that so now because as we found out later, it wasn't really conspiracy in the result of what happened to the the, the other characters were murdered. But he but, didn't know the assassin knew a lot, and I don't know if it was a way of getting rid of it. It definitely hinted that the police but, shot him just purely by the way that they didn't address it. But you're right, it could it be just incompetence. It doesn't as well. get it didn't tie in with what eventually came out of the as end to who would have hired the police be, because. Sort of the the murder was not as we, I'm not trying not to give her away too much. The murder was nothing to do with the oil company in the end. The oil company were just being corrupt and trying to make money. There was no real like sort of killing, bumping people off. Direct link. Yeah. Me. So it just felt like it was a bit of a red heron and a bit of a loose storyline. It didn't mm. really seem to make sense. And possibly. And I think what I was trying to make about like the incompetence is in real life when you sort of when people sort of go into conspiracy theories, half the time is it's just because it's just utter moments of people being incompetent over and over and over again. That funny you mentioned that this week. Yeah. <laughs> what are you saying, Dave? <laughs> but do you know what I mean? It's like it, it was just a loose end to me that I, I felt yeah. like it was never really resolved. So the other thing is, I would have liked more scenes with James McAvoy and Bill Nye oh. because they were father and son yeah and it would have been just good to have got a little bit more even just a couple of scenes yeah. of just them yeah. playing what, off each other and what stuff. was the real story behind him Joe you know was really weird when you first saw McAvoy's character he goes into the print shop yeah and he takes his wedding ring off to chat to the character the, the fella behind the counter yeah he is he's in the background taking it off isn't he yeah was there a reason? Yeah. I don't know. It was a bit weird because it was very obvious what he was doing because mm. he walked into his way and it was like, and it was was he making out the character was gay? Was there something else not there? It might just be part of his technique to get. No, it was a flirting, flirting with the guy maybe. I don't know, but it was like, it, it, it gave one of the moments that stood out when I watched mm. it. I thought, ah. But yeah, I thought oh, James, more James. Nice, yeah. More of James McAvoy would have been nice. And then I think the bit I mentioned before is... I didn't like Carl's character this time around. I really thought he was... Seeing it from a different angle now. Yeah, then. that real... And I think watching it 10 years ago, that idea of you do whatever you do to get the truth out there and all that, 
looking back, it's like, oh no, it's, it's, I think that's an attitude shift. I don't know if I've got mm-hmm. older, I've soft out, or we're just not like, but I think, you know, when this came out, Carl would have been a cool character because John Cena was one of the biggest stars at the time. And probably when it came out, the, the sort of age where we probably weren't as crit- critical of the press because we probably didn't read a lot of yeah. news really. I probably read more of the back pages than because certainly the front pages. Obviously, we've all knew about we all know what tabloids are because James McAvoy's character did was a freelance and did write for the Mail and the, the, the Sun, the Star, blah blah. But this was meant to be the work for like a. a a highbrow what's the like an independent it, yeah yeah it was like it's equivalent to the Guardian yeah. wasn't it because didn't John Shim's character come back and said I didn't know we'd shrunk our format and threw us away because they were going to do something mm. else and all that yeah no it was it, it's it's a complicated six hours so there's always going to be bits you can, yeah. we can pull out and sort of remake but I still think it's, it's I'm not saying we like the press but it was just maybe we weren't like I, I I I do agree. I think that the Carl's character is really cold at times, yeah. isn't he? Um, you obviously know as well. There's the sort of the background where he's actually fancied Anne, yeah, for a long time. But she thought he was too young at the time, and he sort of took his chance. Really, he's been mm-hmm. waiting and waiting and took his chance. But that wasn't the time to take it. With everything no. that was going on, and everything that was happening, she probably wasn't in the right frame of mind. No, I thought it was all a bit. And weird. then when she's talking about getting back with her husband because they've got kids. He's very cold, isn't he? Yeah. Going, why would you why would you go back to him and stuff? He's thinking about himself, isn't All he? All the time. And even yeah. when the, the story's gonna be printed and there's the the bit where he's sort of in the corner, he's upset. I think he's more upset because he knows that's the end of his relationship to Anne. Yeah. Not how much trouble Stephen's getting into. Definitely. So yeah, I think you're right. There's yeah, yeah, selfishness re- to it. But it, it was really like stark contrast for when because I remember when I was sitting down watching again the other night I thought oh John Sim oh I loved it and I was like watching it like the other night going oh he's a bastard why did I like <laughs> performance wise oh no like him and like, him and Morrissey because like we won't go into too much about Morrissey's character uh, Stephen but he flits between is he good is he bad is he good mm. is he bad and Mo- Stephen Mo- like Stephen character David Morrissey plays that character so well they they pair them don't let up and the moments where they're at loggerheads of each other but it's almost like they do need each other as well and they both recognise that like they were so oh, intertwined in the story and their back history and oh it's just it is really because there's a scene where he storms out doesn't he drives away and he just sort of rings him and says like do you say something like do you want to get drunk or yeah, something yeah. like that next week you see the brakes on the car and he's, yeah. he's reversed and they do yeah regardless of everything that happens between them they're clearly it, you know what it reminds me of have you watched Justified yes you no know, with Raylan and um, the Walton Goggins yes yeah where you know one's a good guy, one's a bad guy, but they absolutely need each other. It's almost like a Batman yeah, Joker type yeah, thing yeah, as well, isn't yeah. it? You know, you can they both bring out the best and worst yeah, in each other. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. All right then. So, moving on to our next question: Is what about its legacy? What's what what's what stayed to play? What's it left behind? So the thing I didn't know was the success of the series meant they did commission a sequel. Didn't know that. Yeah, it was, and they actually commissioned it before the first episode aired. Back in 2006, however, Abbott told BBC Radio 4 that he just couldn't find a way to make the story work. So the legacy almost was, we almost got a sequel. I don't know what the sequel would have been about and which of those characters would have returned, but it would have been interesting. I think, did he go on to do Shameless after it? 
Possibly. Was, was it already on? Because I think that, that became his big project for about four right. or five years. And then he's gone to America and, and it's been a massive success mm. over there as well. I don't know. So Bill Nye won the British Academy Television Award for Best Actor. Well, that, so, just, that just justifies as our choice before, doesn't yeah. it? You know? Series won a Peabody Award in 2004 and won BAFTAs for Best Sound and Best Editing amongst a load of other nominations yeah. that we, we won't have time to go through. State of Play then was adapted in April 2009. It came out a movie with Ben Affleck and Russell Crowe, Rachel Adams and Helen Mirren. It's all right. Yeah. It's, it's, it obviously, it's the same, exact same story, but they try and cram it into two hours. I remember watching it. It's absolutely fine. It's not amazing. It's not awful. It's just in that middle of, it's, it's a, it's a very watchable movie. I think if the series wasn't, if we'd never seen the series, Mm. we probably would have enjoyed the film even more. But because when you watch the film, you long for them all, them bits in between that you don't get. And you know, obviously, yeah. the ending already, because yeah. they do stick quite close to, yeah, yeah. to the ending. But Ben Affleck and Russell Crowe's not a bad cast, is it? No, God, no, yeah. A couple of things that I've got, and the more I wanted to ask you, because I'm, I'm not big up on watching British dramas that much. Do BBC and ITV, do they still make... Because I was thinking about this and Our Friends and North. There's only... There's like less than 10 years between... I think Our Friends and North was 1996. This mm. was... 2003. So less than 10 years. Do they still make these these series? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. With, with this cast? Oh, but would they make it again, do you mean? No, I sorry. don't mean do they still make it with... But would they still make it with such a large big cast? Oh, right, cast? sorry. Because at the time, I remember when this came out... Everyone in that cast is was at like a boss point in their career, mm. and it's just interesting. It's like, do we still get that with BBC and ITV? Yeah, I think so. I, I'm going to mention a couple of shows in a minute, which might okay. back up the way. I think I think so. Maybe not so much where there's like this ten, twelve actors who've yeah. all got who were all amazing at that time and have all gone on to huge things. Maybe not to that level, but there's certainly shows that have got big names. I'd say. Okay, and then the next bit I wanted to sort of... It just got me thinking when I was thinking about this the other night is... And it's a sort of twofold question, this, in... It's sort of this came out at the point pre-streaming with big TV moments. We're pulling in 15, mm. 20 million. And I'm, I'm pretty sure this was probably up there... And I'm like, whereas now, and I'm talking about them water cooler moments, you know, with the next day. The event TV series, isn't it? Yeah, you are in work, everyone's talking about it, making a cup of tea. Oh my God, did you see such. And I feel like streaming has knocked that out, but it's knocked out and it doesn't really work. And I'm like, What's the difference? Like, whereas now a hit is if five million people watch something on, on, on the TV, mm. you know, that's deemed as a hit. And I'm like, are we missing out on them big moments? No, I think what it is, is it's the binge side. So the problem now is, which I think Mandalorian's probably the best example of something that was on weekly and people talked about. But I think the problem with binge watching is a series will drop on Netflix, let's say Stranger Things. Yeah. You can go into work on Monday and go, did you watch Stranger Things the other weekend? Someone will go, well, no, not yet. I haven't watched them all. I've watched one. Yeah. And you then... You've got to wait then a week or two, haven't you, for for someone to then go, oh, I have watched it, you start yeah, talking yeah. about it. So with this, like, certainly state of play, it would have come out weekly. BBC One, I think it was Sunday night. People would have went into work Monday and went, did you watch that last yeah. night? 
if you went and went, did you watch all six last night? Which probably what I would have done. <laughs> you you would have went, no, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd have went, no, I'll just watch the first one. Or you'd have went, I'm going to wait till all six are out. Or, or sorry, you would have said, I'm going to wait and maybe mm. watch a couple together or whatever. I think, I don't think it's streaming. I think it's a mix of having everything available at once. So watching having not to change. That, yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think what as well, what, what got me thinking about this is, is I feel like we're missing out on that massive shared experience. Because like mm. when... Like Lost. Yeah. It's like we go to the cinema and you know, it's like cinema's probably the only time we get that shared experience because mm. you go and we all watch something because something has come out and we've got a period of time. We're like, oh my God, have you seen something? We've lost their moments because I was just sat there looking the other day like, the big, the big films on on BBC ITV back 15, 20 years ago were drawn in 15, 20 million on Christmas Day. Mm. You know, the only Phil's and horses were drawn in 24, 25 million. I think the last Cheers had 50 million, didn't it? Last Friends, as you mentioned before, was it 50 million the yeah. last one? And it's like, we've just lost them big moments. And, and I think, and I sort of, the next question I was going to ask you, we sort of... But it's more channels as well. Yeah. You know, yeah, I know we, we're talking about streaming, but... Again, this comes to listen to how old we are, four and a half channels when we were kids, weren't we? Now there's just so much out there yeah. on top of streaming. You could have no streaming. Like, you know, you could not have Netflix, not have Disney, and there's still too much. There's still too much to watch. Okay, just before we move on then, is can our big classic broadcasters, and when I say that for us in this country, we are talking... BBC, ITV, and I've got to include Channel 4 in there mm. as well, is can they compete going forward against the streaming giants? Is there a place for all of them? I think because you've got BBC America now, yeah, and I think Disney's just bought the rights to Doctor Who. Yes. So they're showing Doctor Who, and obviously going forward, they'll be you know investing in it. So you'll probably see bigger, bigger and better episodes. So there's certainly, there's certainly series there that are getting picked up. I don't think ITV dramas are worldwide. No, I don't think I don't I don't think ITV and Channel Four maybe are they available in America? I don't I don't think they are. I think the BBC's got the best chance if that's yeah. what you're asking. But as for the others, I don't I don't know. I don't think ITV's had many massive event dramas. They've had some really good things on. Because I, you know, I was thinking Cracker, mm. um, Prime Suspect, huge. Like, they did remake Cracker over. Um, in fact, I think Paul Abbott was a writer on Cracker as well. Really? Seems, you know, yeah, and he did make an American version called Fits, which I don't think went down too well. But yeah. Now, just interesting, right? Moving on at this point in every episode, it's time for Kenny to lower the lights. No, we've got rid of the spotlight. Oh, she's the seen me electricity <laughs> bill last week. Jesus, got rid of that. Oh, we got a refund. <laughs> that wasn't cheap, you know. Anyway, Dave. This is your quick fire round. I'm going to ask you five questions, well, five and a half, and you've got two seconds to answer, and I must take your first answer. Are you ready? Go for it. Politician or a reporter? Reporter. Reporter or a copper? Reporter, bubble. <laughs> Large assemble cast or intimate small cast? I like a large ensemble cast. Okay. British acting talent or US acting talent? I'm going British. Oh, okay. Recast a comedian into any of the roles in State of Play. 
British comedian. Any comedian. Any comedian. That's what I know because we, we always go on about how good comedians can play serious roles. Just have a little think about it. Only get two seconds. Right, we can do magic oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's <laughs> You leave a bit about two seconds. I'll call something absolutely genius. Let's put Rob Delaney, okay, as the Dave Marcy character. Interesting. As soon as you said Rob Delaney, I had him as the copper. Oh, good one. Would yeah. have just been interesting. As had that character combined, the thing would have been really well. Okay, last question. We've already had a US film remake, so pick another country to do a reboot. Another country to remake State of Play? That's not America. How about a... We could do a French version. I think would be interesting. Especially with what's going on there with politics and stuff. Yeah. I think a, a, a French version could be quite interesting. See, I, when I wrote the question, I thought, oh, Italy for the same reason. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's, oh, they, they get very weird over politics and that, don't they? Like, you know. Moving on. Where can the listener watch State of Play? So it's free on the UK TV Play app. Oh, with adverts, with really annoying adverts. It's, it's, it's just like that free app. It's like they're just wedged in every 15 minutes. Then just pay for it. Pay for it, Amazon yeah. and Google for under three quid. Get all six episodes. All That's right. the way to do it. Good stuff. As always at this point in each episode, we always say, what else would you like if you like State of Play? I'm going to go first, as usual, and I've picked newsroom dramas. Picked some films, I've picked some TV shows. Okay, films based in newsroom dramas. First one you've got to have is All the President's Men. You ever seen that one? 1978, I think it is. Yeah, Robert Redford. And, yes, um, Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman, great film. Great film. Zodiac. Oh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, love that film. Spotlight. Excellent film, yeah. The Nightcrawler. That is really good, isn't it? Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes, brilliant in that, really isn't he? good film. The Paper with Michael Keaton. See, I, I don't remember the film. I've, I know I've seen it. Yeah, I and need I can to even, go back. Well, I can remember the poster. Yeah, because but cover. I do remember. I do remember watching it not that long ago, and it is a still good film. I've also got the post. Yeah, we went to see the post. We went to see that good really film. film, and then a couple of other ones, almost famous. Oh, because he's doing the uh, the he's, interview with the yeah, band. Yeah. That's a good pull. R- Really good. And the last one, Anchorman. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I couldn't not. That's um, a good one. Okay, newsroom-based TV. Succession. Yeah, obvious one, yeah. Um, the Newsroom. I haven't that's, seen that. That's, that's Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Oh, he is. It's Aaron Sorkin, who obviously did West Wing, yeah. which I've also got on my list, West Wing as well, because right. it's not quite... Newsroom, but it's set around like the, the media communications. Uh, the Morning Show with Jennifer Aniston. Watched a lot of Jennifer Aniston over the last couple of days. <laughs> I've also got The Day to Day and Brass Eye. Chris yeah. Morris was really good. And we obviously big fans of Chris Morris. Afterlife. With Ricky Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, because they work in the newspaper. Yeah, yeah. Know. Season five of The Wire. Remind me five. Oh, it's five where they build the town. No, where the it's set in the newspaper office. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's five. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. And last but not least, press gang. <laughs> press gang with uh, yeah. Dexter Fletcher. Yeah. 
That's an amazing point. Who's yeah. also in Band of Brothers? I think everyone's in Band of Brothers at some. You point. can probably link all the things <coughs> you've suggested somehow to Band of Brothers. Yeah. So anyway, Dave, what have you picked? What themes have you got? I've gone with two themes. I'll start with just UK dramas. Okay, excellent. So these are ones I've watched recently, just really enjoyed. Anika. Nope. So that's on right now. That is with Nicola Walker, who uh, she's in Spooks. Don't know, no. It's been loads of things. Unforgotten. I reckon. Un- Unforgotten is another one to mention. But oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's about the Glasgow Marine Homicide Unit. Did he get Second, to say murder? There's not been a murder. There's yeah. a murder. <laughs> <laughs> there's, um, I think, second season's on, but it's really good. And what it is as well, she talks to the camera. And that's really hard to do, I think. And there's not a lot of actors ah, that can do it and yes. get away with it. Yeah, you've mentioned this one before to me. Yeah. Really good, yeah. The only one I can think about is Christian Slater did it in cuffs. <laughs> but I think it's a really hard thing to do. Happy Valley. Yes, with Sarah Lancashire. Yeah, and James Norton. That's great. The Gold. You watch that? No. That's a BBC drama. Jack Loud and Dominic Cooper. And it's about the theft of twenty six million in gold bullion. It's based on a true story. That the one was it in the eighties or something? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's on there. BBC iPlayer. I might watch that. Actually. When we were talking before about you know getting big casts, The Night Manager, Tom Hiddleston, Hugh yes. Laurie, Olivia Coleman. There's there's others in that. That's that's a like a pretty big cast and Broadchurch as well. Yes. You know, it's, that's a really good cast. I mean, David Tennant and Olivia Coleman, obviously the main ones, but lots of other British mm. kind of actors that are, that are in that as well. So they're my UK dramas. But then, funny you asked me, asked me the question about do you prefer British lead or American lead? Because I've picked popular films that have got a British lead. Great stuff. So most recently, Skyfall and the Bond movies, Daniel Craig yeah. is, is the main lead, big budget movies. Notting Hill. With yeah. our favourite Hugh Grant. Oh, we love a bit of Hugh <laughs> love Grant. Love Hugh Grant. The Nolan Batman trilogy. Yeah. Not only is Christian Bale Batman, you've also got Killian Murphy, Michael Caine, Tom Hardy, and Gary Oldman in those movies as well. And Christopher Nolan's from Britain as well. And Christopher Nolan's from here. So what a cast, all British. Henry Cavill obviously played Superman. Yes. Man of Steel and the other the other movies as well. Daniel Day Lewis played Lincoln. Yes. So, oh. British actor playing an American president. We've got currently Tom Holland is our Spider Man. Yeah. We've got Loki, which returns tomorrow with Tom Hiddleston in all those kind of Marvel things. And then Hannibal Lecter is played by Anthony Hopkins. Excellent. So, Dave, that was your choice this week. It was State of Play. Watch it if you can. Watch It If You Can production, executive produced by Kenny, our Val's lad, on work experience. Don't forget to follow, rate and share from wherever you get your podcast from.